there's just something different about college sports that hits different. The fans, the team spirit, the national championships. Well, I, I, you've heard me say before, I hate to lose. And I don't care how much <laughs> I get you win, <laughs> uh, you still hate to lose. Yeah. And you can talk about the seven that we won, but the two that haunt me are the two that we lost. The tailgates and the bands playing their hearts out, the students going crazy for their team, just makes a great atmosphere for college football. I'm Steven Reese. And I'm Chase Horsley. This is Chasing the Game. The podcast on college sports from a fan's perspective hosted by two college sports fanatics. But most of the time, let her rip. Welcome to episode two of Chasing the Game. I am Steven Reese, your host, along with our other host. I, I shouldn't say other host, co-host. Chase the Horseman Horsley, Chase Horsley broadcast for the Tuttle Tigers, Tuttle High School football. And Chase Tuttle reached the uh, state championship this year. Yeah, they reached the state championship, but unfortunately fell short to Clinton Red Tornadoes as the Tornadoes stormed right past the Tigers, 35-0. to zero. Uh, But the Tigers looked really strong going into that football game, but you know, you can't win them all. And they went undefeated all the way through that. They got to be happy with what they've got next year. They're just going to be way better, as you can always say. And you have to admit, I mean, getting to broadcast a state championship game. I mean, that, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Oh, broadcasting state championship games was awesome. You know, we actually got to sit up at Chad Richardson Stadium here at UCO, and it was fantastic. Great view. Um, knew a lot of the kids that were actually playing uh, just because I was broadcasting them all season long. But not only did I just do that one, I actually broadcasted uh, the Bixby and Deer Creek game with a couple D1 commits on that um, that squad with Deer Creek, Jacob Sexton, offensive lineman. And then also um, you have on Bixby's side, you had Braylon Presley, who is committed to Oklahoma State, who will be signing here in the next few weeks. Um, so it was a great time to actually be broadcasting state championship high school football and then I got to work with the sports animal a little bit um on their last football game against Collinsville and McAllister which that was a great game Collinsville ended up winning that football game at the last minute of a touchdown stopped McAllister and it was done Collinsville came up victorious 42 35 and that's how you want a state championship to end as well. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because if you want to listen to these stats real quick, the home side was 180 points to 90 on the away side. The away that's team insane. only had one win all week. And that was the last game. Collinsville was the away team against McAllister. And those are some crazy stats. You you never really think of a home team having so much home advantage, but you really think now that maybe the home side is your better advantage to winning a state championship. Absolutely, Chase. And yeah, we just want to congratulate you for your accomplishments this year, uh, getting to broadcast all the state championship games, getting to meet people from the franchise and the sports animal. And we're just... Um, we're all just really proud of you and your accomplishments and just getting to experience that. And we also want to thank the University of Central Oklahoma for allowing us to use the podcast studio here in the Mass Communication 
building and a big thank you to Dr. David Nelson, who teaches the podcasting classes here at the university. You know, and Stephen, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on and help out with the uh, podcast for Chasing the Game. But, you know, we got to get out of all the thank yous. We've got some college football to talk about. So for this episode, we want to talk about our reactions to the college football playoff selection. You know, they had the selection show last Sunday. These New Year's Six games are going to be fun. And the playoffs. I'm excited for the playoffs this year, Chase. You know, I am too. You've got two brand new teams sitting in there. You've got um, Alabama, number one, Michigan, number two, number three, Georgia, and number four, Cincinnati. Now, if you would have thought at the beginning of the season, Cincinnati would be in the top four and you told me they would be there. I would have said you're crazy. But just on the fact that Cincinnati is undefeated. They beat Notre Dame easy as well. And making the uh, playoffs is a fantastic um, avenue for them. And then if you look at Michigan, who lost to Michigan State, is now beat um, Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, which was not really a barn burner. It was kind of pretty, not not, not a not a fun, fun game to watch, if I'm going to be honest. 42 to three, only three points scored in the um, first quarter. Uh, for Iowa, 14 in the first quarter for Michigan. But those two squads, I mean, as uh, some of the ESPN analysis saying right now, you really may not see an Alabama-Georgia championship game. You may see a Michigan-Cincinnati. You may see a Cincinnati and Georgia or a Michigan and Alabama. Yep. You will not I, I'm going to say this now. I could be wrong, but I don't think both teams are going to get in. We saw this last um, this last Saturday that Georgia is able to get beat on the defensive side. They are. I mean, allowed 41 points to Alabama, and I think close to 600 total yards of, of offense for Alabama. I mean, that was huge for Alabama. And then you talk about Cincinnati. That Cincinnati-Notre Dame game. That, that was like a playoff game of its own. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, Cincinnati is... The, uh, honestly, I could make a bold prediction and I could say they're going to win it all. Because here's the thing. They are not a Power 5 conference. They're the American Athletic Conference. They are not even part of the Power 5. And that's what hurts Notre Dame. That Why they didn't get in the playoffs this year is because they're an independent team. No, 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 no. What hurt Notre Dame is they are not in a conference. That is what hurt them. If you would That's say, I mean, yeah. if you would say that Notre Dame was in the ACC and they played uh, played Cincinnati, but Cincinnati still beat Notre Dame, but then Notre Dame wins all their games, wins the ACC championship, Notre Dame's in and Cincinnati's out. There yeah. were a lot of um, talks on why did Notre Dame not get in? They're not in a conference. Think about this: if you're not in a conference. How are you going to play one last game to figure out if you're a conference champion or not? You can't. Same thing with BYU. I mean, a BYU is still in the conversation. They're not, but they are moving to the Big 12. So they're moving. Could we see a Notre Dame moving to the conference? See, I think they should just because you see all these other teams doing it. You see BYU because BYU's an independent team for the past several years. And now they're thinking, okay. In order for us to get into the playoffs, we need to join a conference, specifically a a Power Five conference. And they're getting to do that with the Big 12. And I mean, that's a huge step for them. And I'm really excited to see 
the BYU program continuing to grow. And what better way to do that than to join a Power Five conference? Yeah, what better way to do? You know, we're going to talk some Notre Dame because now we want to get into some of the bowl seasons. You know, Notre Dame is going to be facing Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Now, OSU ended up losing the Big 12 championship, loses their chances of making the playoffs. But I'm... Honestly, as an Oklahoma State fan, I'm actually not really upset. You know, not having Jalen Warren throughout the whole football game. You can't run it up the middle as much as you want to. Um, There were some calls that I'm pretty sure should have gotten reviewed. Uh, Kind of the second and goal, jumping over the top. If you look at the sky cam, you look at the pylon cam, it's a touchdown. Oklahoma State should have won that football game. But you know what? You can't look at that as well because Spencer Sanders throwing four interceptions That is not okay. You can't be doing that. But Oklahoma State's defense is something that has to be talked about forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, too, the Big 12 for several years has not been known to have great defensive squads. And uh, that game will be on New Year's Day, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time, 12 o'clock Central time on ESPN. Notre Dame kind of had a struggle this season, too. They uh, they almost. Uh, blew an upset at Florida State. I mean, they they almost blew that game. Toledo, they only won by three points. And then, of course, Cincinnati. I think, honestly, if Cincinnati wouldn't have turned the ball over, Cincinnati would have beaten Notre Dame a lot worse. I think it would have been a 30-point game. And then you go to Virginia Tech, you know, have to win by a field goal, and then have USC at home, only winning by two possessions. Notre Dame has been kind of on a roller coaster of a season. They struggle at the beginning of the year, then towards the end of the year, winning at Virginia 28-3, to winning at Stanford 45-14. to So this is going to be a challenging game for Notre Dame as well. I mean, you talked about you know Oklahoma State having a roller coaster as well with Spencer Sanders. I think it'll be a struggle for Notre Dame as well. No, I think it will be a struggle, but just look at the, um, oh, the motivation that Notre Dame has now with their new head coach, Freeman. Absolutely. When Brian Kelly told them that they were, he was leaving for LSU, you know, the players were upset. They were sad. You know, they were like, why is this coach leaving? When he just said, I will never leave. I will never leave Notre Dame. And it, it's in a press conference. You can look it up. Brian Kelly saying, I will never leave. It doesn't matter how much money in the world. LSU offers him a contract, goes to LSU, and all the momentum shifted out of Notre Dame's side. But now look, their coach Freeman, an assistant coach, um, coming up out of the depths. And the videos of his players when he was announced head coach, oh, that was, was awesome! Insane. That, I've never seen it before. It was, was awesome. That was definitely like I got chills just watching that video, and I just watched his interview when College Game Day interviewed him, and he's just a really seems like a really down to earth, humble guy. You know, he has a lot of passion for these kids. You know, these these athletes, and it's just a really it's a huge step for Notre Dame. See, Notre Dame hasn't won a New York Six bowl game. Ever. This would be the first time if Notre Dame pulls out the win against Oklahoma State at the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. Be the first time Notre Dame's ever won a New Year Six. And I still think Jack Cohn made the right decision going to Notre Dame. Uh, looking at his stats, he had over 2,600 yards. Uh, he had six interceptions, but he had 20 touchdowns, and his complete percentage is 
just under 68%. So I think he still made the right decision. Uh, Wisconsin didn't have as good of a season as Notre Dame did this year as, as uh, we talked about, or as they talked about earlier this year, Jack Cohn is the transfer from Wisconsin and just preps to props to him for, you know, getting, being able to have the guts to transfer to a school like Notre Dame and being able to, you know, show Notre Dame that he's worth a starting quarterback. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with you. And, you know, Steven, just on the Notre Dame standpoint side, you know, people still think, and they didn't get in. Why'd they not get in conference? Yep, exactly. So I think the next game chase we should look at is uh, the Rose bowl. This is an interesting game because Utah, the Utes, I didn't, I was not expecting Utah to even win the Pac-12 or even make the Pac-12 championship because they had such a slow start to the season and now they've just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how Utah came out and won that football game. I mean, Oregon was set. They were ready. They were going to win the Pac-12 championship. They were going to go face Ohio State in a New Year's Six. They were ready to go. And then they just fall. Way short, not a little short, way short to an or uh, to a, a Utah team that had all the firepower going into that football game. And if you kind of think about it, Utah kind of started out slow this season. They kind of went from losing uh, their first game or not their first game, but their first uh, couple th- two games. Yes, they, so they started in out the season. One and two. They started out one and two. So not not a great start. And then all of a sudden, Utah says, all right, you turn. We're going to take this one, <laughs> and we're going to go in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon. And now they've got to face Ohio State, which we'll get into the projections on that one. That yes. one could be fun. And the, but, gra- and the granddaddy of them all will be on January the 1st, 5 o'clock Eastern time, 4 o'clock Central time on ESPN. Yeah, but and then you also think about it on this side note. You have Utah facing Ohio State. You're having a C.J. Stroud um, against Utah, and Utah's defense just is not that good against C.J. Stroud. I'm going to tell you right now. They have not been able to contain the pocket all year long against any team so far. So that's going to be a big factor into this uh, football game against Ohio State. Uh, You know, but against Oregon? who Oregon was a top four team at one point this year has dropped drastically. They finished, um, I'm not going to say finished 10 and three, but in the regular season, 10 and three, seven and two in conference, Utah, 10 and three, eight and one in conference. Um, and then beat, they scored 38 on Oregon both times and both games. It was 38 to seven and 38 to 10. I mean, that's unheard of with a Utah Oregon matchup. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, number 12, Pittsburgh, the ACC champions uh, facing off against number 10, Michigan State. And that's going to be 6 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on December 30th. Chase, who do you have on that one? Kenny Pickett, my man. Oh, my. I'm just going to tell you right now. Kenny Pickett, Have if you guys haven't seen, you need to go take a look. He faked a slide and took it to the house. Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to win the football game. He's a Heisman finalist as well, too. I'm so stoked because we haven't seen an ACC player in the um, uh, Heisman race 
for a while now. Since Trevor uh, Lawrence. Since Trevor Lawrence, which, you know, well, okay, it's not for a while. So it was last year. But, I mean, having a different person, not from Clemson, having a Pittsburgh person. Now, I don't think he's going to win it. Really don't. I think Bryce Young's already locked it in the bag after destroying Oregon or destroying Georgia, excuse me. But I think it could get interesting on that. Pittsburgh, let's go Panthers. Let's go Pitt. I I have I'm I go the same way, Chase. And the line on that is Pittsburgh by three and a half. That's way too low of a line. I think Pittsburgh's going to win by two or three possessions. Kenny Pickett is just going to go off. He's going to show people that he deserves to be a Heisman finalist. Pittsburgh gets the job done. Hey, you know, Steven, I think we should just go ahead and cut it off right there. You know, we didn't get to go through all the New Year's Six, but in our next podcast, give us a few. We're going to go run down all the bowl schedules. We're going to go down and we're going to see what each game entails, and we'll make our New Year's Six picks from that. That, you know, Chase, that sounds like a great plan. I I agree 100% with that, but... Thank you to the University of Central Oklahoma and Dr. David Nelson for letting us rent out the podcast studio. Thank you, Chase the Horseman Horsley. I cannot wait to continue to do these with you. Thank you to our listeners. And these these are going to be a lot more fun. We're, we're so excited to launch this. Uh, we will have some sponsors in the next few episodes. So make sure and tune in for that. And follow us on Instagram at ChasingTheGame2533. Listen to us on Spotify and Anchor FM. Again, this is Chasing the Game with Stephen Reese and Chase Horsley. We will see you on the next one.